It is January 1st, 2020. Happy New Year, everybody. And this kid from fucking Minnesota throws more fucking faded way jumpers than I've ever seen Michael Jordan throw. You're in the doghouse. That's right, everybody. It is your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore one three. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore one three. We have the wild card weekend coming up here on Saturday and Sunday. Should be a good time for everybody. Uh, Currently waiting on DK to finally put in a fucking Sunday-only slate, you know, because... I don't know why you couldn't have done that when you just put in your Saturday-only slate yesterday. So why not do both? Where It's not like we're exactly fucking waiting for anything major. Just get everybody fucking priced out where they're supposed to be and let's get it fuck at her. So the spreadsheet is currently out. Um, if you are one of the folks that likes to keep it open while you're enjoying the podcast or even not enjoying the podcast, whichever way you like, You'll notice that the top of the spreadsheet is the four-game slate, followed by the Saturday-only slate, and then the Sunday-only slate. The Sunday-only slate, we have the pricing for FanDuel only right now. Like I said, just waiting on DK. It's going to be out. Don't worry about it. Um, as soon as it comes out, I'll get the spreadsheet updated and put in there. <clears throat> I did reference within the full-time DFS chat, that I was going to go ahead and look at the wide receiver cornerback matchups. There's a couple of things that look kind of shady to me as far as lining up um, across from one another. Uh, one of the big things was within the Tennessee Titans-New England game. Uh, got a switch out in there. Um, I'll go through how I have them lined up as we go through the slate here. Um, we're just going to kind of go through the slate, just kind of go through what we see on the spreadsheet and then uh tomorrow and then definitely on friday we'll have the first run through first actual run through of who i'm looking at and then um friday will be the final you know report basically what's in the article going through that for the saturday slate um 
I doubt I'm going to have anything for Saturday, but just uh, make sure if there's any updates um, to the article, anything within the spreadsheet, you know, I'll definitely have those sent out. I doubt I'm going to have a podcast on Saturday morning. I'd rather just kind of enjoy my morning off um, for the most part, I'm saying, you know, without the update, you know, paying attention to the updates. But, um, you know, four games late, we're not really going heavy trying to break down a shit ton of games so um you'll also notice within the spreadsheet that for the four game slate i've kind of dictated where or indicated where the most value is not really too worried about it but if you're looking for um, price breaks and stuff um that's on the four game slate only i don't really give a shit on the two game slate you're just probably putting you just probably you're putting in your best lineup um and putting your best foot forward to try and win these tournaments. Um, I'd prefer to play the four-game slate over the two-game slate because you'll get a little bit more spread-out ownership, but it is it is what it is. The article you'll see um, mostly the plays for the four-game slate as a total. Um, any players that are specific to the two-game as other options to look at uh, to kind of get weird, that's where I would play those, um, you know, salary savers, stuff like that. So let's get it started here, though. We'll go, we'll start with the Saturday slate, <clears throat> 4.45 p.m. Eastern on ESPN and ABC. We have Buffalo at Houston. Lines opened up, Houston minus three, 39 and a half over under. That... Uh, Houston, as a favorite, has dropped to two and a half points, and then we now have a 43 over under. Uh, so it's gone up three and a half points. They're expecting a bit of point scored, uh, bit of points scored in here. Um, I don't mind the total whatsoever. I think they have it. I think Vegas has it wrong, but I think they're basing this line off just the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson in general. I actually like the Buffalo side a bit more, um, at least from what I can see through the numbers and what we've seen for the past few weeks. We've seen Buffalo actually taking care of business, getting shit done, even like last week against the New York Jets. The backup, you know, they had primarily backups in there, but they were, you know, keeping the game close, keeping it tight. So why so much Houston love when they've been kind of faltering down the stretch? Uh, we did see in that Tampa Bay game that that offense was not clicking on all cylinders with Deshaun Watson in there. I do believe he is dealing with that foot injury again that he was dealing with right at the beginning of the year. So <clears throat> there's a lot of red flags that are popping up right now for me. Uh, do like a, some pieces of the Houston side, but I'm primarily on Buffalo. Mostly because if you look at, Buffalo, at the Buffalo side, Josh Allen, at quarterback, he's dealing with the 26th ranked pass defense, um, according to DVOA from Football Outsiders, giving up 29th, uh, where they are 29th in points allowed to opposing quarterbacks, uh, 21.1 on FanDuel and 23.2 on DraftKings. Um, definitely is the best value over on FanDuel, where he's the fifth highest priced quarterback. Um, you can see the differences, you know, right next to each other pretty much. Uh, when you go to the individual site uh, pricing tables, you'll see that uh, he's priced down 
Price down, I believe, quite a bit from... I can actually look at this here for you right now. Say somebody from Drew Brees, you'd be saving the 700 bucks. You're actually saving about 300 bucks off of Deshaun Watson. Uh, we know Brees is going to be very, very popular on this. Um, and then you're going to have probably Deshaun Watson coming in second. Is my guess, Alan, you get a bit, you know, you get the discount. You get the guy who can actually, who actually will run. Deshaun Watson is not running as much as what everybody thinks he is. But that's what they're basing their decision on using him for. Um, because Buffalo had been weak against, you know, running backs in general right up the middle. Um, and I think they're being a little bit misguided. So, uh, Buffalo running backs, of course, we're going to be looking at Devin Singletary again, great price on FanDuel where he's the eighth highest priced, uh, running back at 6,200 facing a defense that is now at the end of the season, 20 ranked 22nd in DVOA against the rush. Uh, 27th against running backs in the passing game, so they should just not fuck around and just give the ball to Devin Singletary. Um, you will notice that over like the course of the season, they had gotten kind of progressively worse. Uh, they just got trounced, you know, against the uh, Tennessee Titans last week. That's why it's kind of bumped up to 22nd. But we have been using running backs lately, especially ones that can catch the ball um, against. Uh, the Houston Texans. So uh, I think Devin Singletary is definitely in play, uh, especially if you're not using Josh Allen, then you definitely have to put uh, Singletary on your radar. Um, he's still not that badly priced across the board uh, for all four sites. It's eighth, fourth, fifth, and fifth across the board. So he's being very undervalued. <clears throat> Looking at the wide receivers, I do have some interest in John Brown. Uh, he's definitely got the most upside of all the wide receivers. Best priced over on DK and Fantasy Draft. Uh, $6,000 on DK for ninth, and then 11500 for ninth on Fantasy Draft. Going against 14th overall in DVOA against wide receiver ones. Um, DVP as a, as a whole against the wide receiving core, uh, the Houston Texans are 21st, uh, allowing 29.4 FanDuel points and 36.9 uh, DK points uh, to the whole receiving core as a whole. Uh, we do have Jonathan Joseph, who is slated to cover John Brown and is their most experienced uh, corner. Uh, he is currently questionable. Um, guy that I really like. We've been on Cole Beasley the last four to five weeks. Um, he has the best matchup on the board, 24th overall DVOA. Uh, again, we've went over to the DVP ranks facing Vernon Hargreaves, a guy that we do like to attack. And even um, is, you know, he's fairly evenly priced across the board, 8th, 11th, 10th, and 10th. Uh, best prices over on uh, Yahoo where he's $15. Now it's going to be half point PPR. Uh, so definitely a good guy to use for value, even if he's not one of your core guys. Um I also do do not hate uh, the idea of Isaiah McKenzie, uh, especially if Andre Roberts is out. He's currently questionable, um, taking down a little bit more of that uh, uh, pass receiving options for Josh Allen. I've uh, been hearing a lot of chatter about Dawson Knox at tight end this week. Uh, he's forty eight hundred dollars over on FanDuel for eleventh. 
Um, and then across the board, he's eighth, ninth, and ninth. So he's a pretty value price. Houston against tight ends is 15th in DVOA, 24th in points allowed to the tight end position, um, allowing 10.5 on FanDuel and 13.1 on DK, respectively. Uh, facing what I have in there now is Jaleel Adai, uh, who is currently questionable, doesn't really have the advantage now. If Adai is out now, Knox becomes incredibly um, more interesting to me. Uh, right now, I just eh, I don't have a real good feeling for him because there's not really, but there's not really that many tight ends I don't believe that I'm interested in. So we'll keep him on the radar. Uh, not interested in Tyler Croft. I know he's fucked us uh, over a couple weeks ago. He got a touchdown. So, um, but I think that's getting a little, ourselves a little bit too sneaky. Uh, don't hate the Buffalo Bills defense, uh, especially over on FanDuel, $4,000, so the fourth-highest-priced defense. Um, so they're right there in the middle. They're higher-priced and higher-ranked um, according to price on the other three sites at second, second, and first. Moving over to the Houston Texans side, uh, you do have one Deshaun Watson. He is priced down over on DK and Fantasy Draft. He's the fourth-highest-priced uh, QB over there. Uh, FanDuel and Yahoo second and first. Um, so I really wouldn't consider him on FanDuel and Yahoo. DK and Fantasy Draft, eh, maybe, maybe. But um, overall, it's just the Bills are just really, they're kind of on their roll, even with last week's loss, which was with backups. Um, Deshaun Watson's going to be facing the fifth uh, ranked passing defense uh, according to football outsiders dvp ranks third in points allowed to the quarterback position 13.4 and 13.8 on dk so what does that mean that means you know you don't get a big difference on there um which means that they're pretty good against quarterbacks that run the ball so if Houston is smart, they're going to actually go to their running backs. They're going to rely a little bit more on Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson. Um, I probably like Carlos Hyde a little bit more, but I understand that if if I'm liking the Buffalo Bills, that Duke Johnson definitely has to become an option because he's the better pass-catching running back. Uh, Buffalo is 18th against the run in DVOA, and they're 14th against the running back in the passing game, allowing – the 13th fewest points to the running back position, 20.2 overall on FanDuel, uh, 23.6 on DK. <clears throat> so might be a sneaky spot, might be a place to fade. Uh, not quite certain yet. Um, it's all going to be based on how you want to put your lineups together. Uh, one popular receiver may you know, be the quote-unquote contrarian receiver would be DeAndre Hopkins, but he's going against Jadavious White, and White has been having a fucking great season this year. Anybody who's actually watched any of the Buffalo Bills uh, games will tell you that Jadavious White is the best player on that Buffalo Bills defense and gets the draw, of course, against DeAndre Hopkins. Um Will Fuller, if he plays, would be facing Levi Wallace. If not, that would move uh, Kiki Kuti up into that spot, um, which we'll need to pay attention. But they've been pretty good against wide receiver twos as well. They've been fourth 
uh, fourth best against wide receiver two, according to DVOA. And that's been pretty consistent all year. Use the year-long ranking bars <clears throat> to kind of gauge. Um, if they've been extremely consistent, I mean, you've got you've just got to believe in that matchup, uh, whether good or bad. Um, because, I mean, you're, you're looking at a defense that's along the third fewest points to wide receivers as well. So 22.6 on FanDuel and 29.4 on DK. Not saying that they can't get anything done. The only thing is take the best matchup possible on there. The best matchup possible is uh, from the slot. That's going to be Kenny Stills. Now, Kenny Stills is questionable too, which means that um, you could see a guy like, say, that's, you know, Stephen Mitchell came in last week. Um, played in that role. Uh, he'd be facing Teron Johnson, uh, 11th against wide receiver pluses in DVOA. Kenny Stills comes in at a pretty decent price too. Uh, 11th, 15th, 13th, and 12th across the board. Not a bad price, um, especially if you're looking for a secondary or tertiary wide receiver uh, for the four-game slate. Uh, definitely somebody to consider on the two-game. Tight end, we'd have... Uh, Darren Fells and Jordan Aikens. Aikens has been getting a little bit more involved lately, which really is kind of pissing me off because uh, Fells comes in generally pretty decently priced. Um, but in a matchup <clears throat> against uh, the Buffalo Bills, they're 14th against the tight end in DVOA. Um, so that's actually probably the best matchup of all the, all the pass targets outside of the running backs. Um but they are third against uh, tight ends and points allowed, 7.3 on FanDuel and 9.2 on DK. Uh, defense has, I think this is one of the better matchups according to the DVP. Um, this would be the Houston Texans. You'd actually be getting them for real cheap. If you if you think this game is going to kind of grind out um, and then you're wanting to take advantage of some turnover potential, which they have had, um, I think you could definitely take a look at the Houston Texans if you believe in the Texans side. Um, 21st in DVP, uh, 10.2 points allowed to opposing defenses are the Buffalo Bills. Uh, if you look at these last, uh, let's see, let's take the last eight weeks. It went uh, 24th, the 17th, the 14th, the 10th, 12th, up to 23. 21st and 21st so they've kind of stabilized in that low 20 range so uh definitely pay attention to that um that is of some some interest a little bit of interest even though i'm on the buffalo Bills side uh the late game the 8 15 eastern game we have tennessee at new england the lines opened at new england as a five and a half point favorite 41 and a half over under new england has dropped as a favorite by half a point to five and the total has gone up to 44. Uh, a lot of money coming in on the Tennessee side right now, um, but we're going to have to wait for that sharp money to start coming in here uh, the next couple of days. Definitely um, Friday and Saturday is something we're going to want to pay attention to. Um, it's hard to argue right now because I know New England looks really, really, really like a lame duck right now. Um, but it's still the Patriots. We still have to respect them, um, but we can take a look at the Tennessee side. If Tennessee is going to win, definitely it's going to be probably on the arm of Ryan Tannehill. 
based on the fact that if we pay attention to what Belichick has done in the past, he always likes to take out the top option. Top option would be Derrick Henry, who had a massive game last week and had over 30-plus carries last week. Um, The New England rush defense has gotten better in recent weeks. Uh, They are six overall against the run, 21st against running backs in the passing game. The problem is that Derrick Henry doesn't catch a lot of passes, so is that going to mean more Deion Lewis in here? Who knows? I mean, are you really going to rely on Deion Lewis in a game like this? I don't know. I really don't. Um, But like I said, I I would think this game would be be more reliant on Ryan Tannehill. Uh, New England has had problems with uh, quarterbacks that can run. That's why I have some interest in Tannehill as kind of like that contrarian type play. Uh, And he's priced as such. I mean, he's ranked 5th, 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 and 6th across the board. So you're getting some savings in there. Um, It is the number one rated pass defense in DVOA. Uh, and they are allowing the fewest points uh, to quarterbacks on FanDuel and DK, 12.5 and 12.8. Like I said, I have some interest in it only because New England has had problems with those more mobile quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill has been getting a lot of shit done on on his feet. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Deshaun Watson, and Lamar Jackson. So if you look back at New England's losses, most of those are to quarterbacks that uh, are a little bit more mobile. Um, they had trouble with uh, Josh Allen uh, as well, even though the Buffalo lost. So um, Tannehill is not out of the realm of possibilities, and I would definitely take a look at him. The problem is, <clears throat> who is he going to target? Now, Pro Football Focus had... Uh, J.C. Jackson lined up against A.J. Brown. I do believe they'll move Stephon Gilmore onto A.J. Brown. Of course, why wouldn't you? You put your best corner on on the best fucking wide receiver, right? So looking at that, and then you look at the prices across the board, A.J. Brown uh, on the four sites, third, eighth, third, and third. Yahoo is only priced nineteen dollars, nine bucks above uh, minimum price salary, so he's definitely priced in the right spot right there. Um, <clears throat> you'll notice that the matchup is fairly even, slight edge to Gilmore. If you're using AJ Brown, you're looking at it like this: you're looking at what Devontae Parker has been able to do who has had a resurgence this year. Wouldn't call him elite, but he's fast, right? Fast, tall. Who else had success against Gilmore? Oh, that's that's right. That's right. John Brown did. Another faster wide receiver. So it's quite possible, especially if you're doing a Tannehill. I think if you're doing definitely if you're doing a Tannehill lineup, I think you take the shot with AJ Brown, Corey Davis. No, Tajay Sharp. Mm, I don't know if Jonathan Jones is in there. I respect Jonathan Jones to shut down a Tajay Sharp, so I'm not really looking there. I think it's AJ Brown or nothing. Um, maybe John U. John U. John U. Maybe John U. Smith. Although I'm going to take a look in here because we had Michael Pruitt get in there. 
Ferkser's been ferking things up. Um, but it's a it's a decent matchup, you know, when you're going against the uh, Patriots at least. Uh, seventh in DVOA against a tight end, allowing the tenth fewest points at eight point eight on FanDuel and ten point nine on DraftKings. So it may be another spot to attack. We have seen them do tr- these stupid trick plays with John Smith where they had him run. Um, and they've even done that with A.J. Brown, too. They've gotten him involved. So um, I'll consider Smith along with Brown, um, definitely considering Tannehill uh, as that kind of that contrarian option. Tennessee Titans defense, maybe. I don't know. Um, New England tends not to uh, turn the ball over too much. So it's kind of got me off Tennessee, but they are. I mean, if you're just completely punting, I can see it just because they're seventh, six, seven, and five across the board. But any which way. Moving on the other side, <laughs> do we consider Tom Brady? I mean, he's priced there seventh, seventh, eighth, and eighth across the board. So he's, he's basically the cheapest quarterback on the slate, usable quarterback on the slate. Um, yeah, I have some interest, some, you know, old, old noodle dick. Uh, I mean, noodle arm, uh, Brady, <sighs> it's going to be so tough. I mean, a lot of people are going to look at it and you'd almost have to 21st against the pass are the Tennessee Titans and DVOA. 18th in points allowed to the quarterback position at 18.2 and 19.5 on DK. Um, I don't know. I think I'd probably prefer Tannehill a little bit more um, than I would Tom Brady. It's kind of curious, though, because, I mean, if you really needed the savings, how much are you really saving? 200 from Tannehill. $3 $3 on Yahoo, $500, $500 on DK, $800 on Fancy Draft. So I guess maybe, maybe. I'll have to go back within the game logs and see how he's been doing. You know, if he's kind of been sitting around like that, that 18 to 20 threshold, which I don't believe he has been, but... um if he's been sitting around that 18 to 20 threshold, I might have some interest in him. Especially because when you look at the running back position, I do kind of like Sony Michelle. We saw him, you know, it looks like they're kind of getting back to basics using Sony Michelle and James White. He Brady did get White involved last. Pardon me, I got the hiccups. Uh got White involved last week. Now, if you look at the matchup Tennessee Titans are 10th against the rush and DVOA, 23rd against running backs in the passing game. So that's why I kind of lean a little bit more James White in this game. Uh, Tennessee Titans are allowing 18th, um, 18, are 18th in points allowed to the running back position, 22.2 on FanDuel, 26.1 on DK. So um, generally how we've wanted to attack, uh, Tennessee has been running backs at have a pa- more of a pass uh, receiving role involved within their game. Uh, not saying that I want a pass catcher that's you know primarily a pass catcher, just some guy that'll get some run, some pass. So 
James White's probably going to be the guy, especially if Julian Edelman really is as banged up and he has just looked absolutely fucking terrible the last few weeks. Um, he actually, he <laughs> Edelman has the matchup uh, 28th against wide receiver ones. Or it says he tightens in, he's got Logan Ryan. He could probably still beat Logan Ryan. I just don't know if I really trust him. I don't think he's really got that much upside. Tennessee is 16th in points allowed to the um, wide receivers at 28.2 and 35.7 on FanDuel and DraftKings, respectively. Uh, I am not looking at Mohamed Sanu. I would much rather take a shot on an upside guy like, say, Nikhil Harry or a guy that seems to be a little bit more integrated in the offense in Philip Dorsett. The rookie's probably my more favorite move, and he's cheap. He's he's uh, bare bones priced over on Yahoo at ten dollars. So if you need a if you need a spot to fill, um, definitely take a look there. Uh, as far as the tight ends are concerned, I'd have to take a look in at these guys. Uh, Izzo's generally been the guy that's been more involved. Want to see if there's something that they might exploit. Uh, using one of these options, but really, I mean, you got a three-man rotation that comes in there, and it's kind of like good luck trying to figure that shit out. Um, Tennessee is, you know, 20th against the tight end in DVOA, 28th in points allowed to the tight end position, uh, 11.4 and 14.2. So, um, yeah, it's going to be kind of a shit show trying to figure out what's going on there. Now that can translate to the slot position too. Um, if they want to, if something happens, Julian Edelman, are they going to put in Jacoby Myers um, in the slot? It's quite a possibility. Uh, defensively, I don't know if I'm going to go with New England. Um, it's not a great matchup for them on defense so i think i'm gonna pass um tennessee uh has allowed the fewest points to opposing defense uh 10th fewest points to opposing defenses at 7.62 so i think for the price i'm gonna say fuck it and move on uh moving on to sunday we have the minnesota at new orleans game at one o'clock eastern line opened up at new orleans as an eight point favorite 46 over under they have dropped his favorites by only half a point seven and a half uh, but the total has gone up to 49.5 over under. So um, from the Minnesota side, I have some interest in Dalvin Cook, but not a lot. The reason being is I still don't trust that banged-up shoulder. This defense is still very good against running backs. They pretty much shut Christian McCaffrey down. I mean, he got his points, but, you know, he didn't make value last week. So that's kind of how I gauge um, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you have to get to his 30-point threshold. Now, would I expect that from Dalvin Cook? No. Will they hand him the ball? Sure. But I think it's going to be reliant more on this passing game. Uh, if you Definitely, if you're going to take a look, you'd be looking at Kirk Cousins. Uh, now, the New Orleans Saints are 13th in DVOA against the pass, but they're allowing... Uh, 20th, or they, they are 20th in points allowed to the quarterback position at 18.7 and 19.6. So it's pretty much, if you believe in kind of a shootout um, here, then 
you know, Kirk Cousins, especially at his price. Um, here's a here's a ridiculous thing on Yahoo. He is the ninth uh, ninth highest priced quarterback. Ninth out of eight teams. He's ninth. You fucking kidding me? <laughs> There's a back. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater actually is uh, priced above Kirk Cousins. So um, on Yahoo, I think you can definitely take. You can use it as kind of a value play um, and take advantage of that. I, I don't. He's not my favorite quarterback on the board, but definitely if you're trying to pay up for other spots, uh, definitely take a look at Kirk Cousins. Um, So running back, I'm I'm kind of just fading away from. But at wide receiver, we're taking a look at Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, and, and BC Johnson. Uh, we're going to have Diggs against Lattimore. So they're eleventh. So he's eleventh against wide receiver ones. It's not really a spot that I want to attack. The thing of it is, is. They do allow their 29th in points allowed to the wide receiver position at 32.8 and 40.4. So what can we expect here? Because Thielen is going to go against Eli Apple, uh, wide receiver two. Um, they're 12th in DVOA. Eli Apple, who's also questionable, that's the matchup is actually right there with Thielen. The problem is, can we fucking trust Thielen? And I don't know that. But see, you get BC Johnson in there in the slot, where usually you want to attack the New England, New England, New Orleans Saints because they're twenty second in DVOA against wide receiver plus. But now you got Janoris Jenkins in there, and BC Johnson isn't, you know, a great wide receiver. We always attacked um, Janoris Jenkins. When he was with New York with, you know, faster guys, you know, faster, taller guys. Um, BC Johnson is not that. So if there was gonna be one wide receiver that I would that I would wonder if they're gonna break out or not, it's probably Thielen. I think Diggs has the most upside. Whether or not he can he can get off Marshawn Lattimore, he does actually have a little bit of advantage in the wide receiver cornerback matchup. Um but whether or not he can actually get behind, that's kind of the question. Tight ends, not looking at tight ends. I've have not I have not attacked New Orleans for a long time against tight ends. With tight ends. I just haven't. They're eighth in DVOA against the tight end, ninth in points allowed to the tight end position at nine points on FanDuel, eleven point three on DraftKings. Um now I will take a look. Um we've got to keep kind of pay attention because Von Bell is questionable. Marcus Williams is questionable as well, um, which puts Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in there. So, I mean, they are a little bit weaker uh, right into that in the safety position against tight ends. I think you could also you can make a case that that's pretty good for um, Thielen who will uh, you know, get into those crossing routes as, as well as BC Johnson. So, uh, Minnesota Vikings, I'm not going to use at all. Don't care about their price. Just don't care. Because we move on to New Orleans. And Drew Brees has been on fire. So he's going against the defenses, 7th in DVOA against the pass, 8th in points allowed to quarterbacks. But uh, 
yeah, we're in New Orleans here, okay? Um, this 15.1 and 16.3 points allowed to the quarterback on FanDuel and DraftKings, respectively, does not apply to Drew Brees right now. He's a fucking man on fire. He's the highest-priced quarterback. If you want to pay up to, for him, I have no fucking issue with it. A lot of people are going to go to the Alvin Kamara route. I don't know. Right now, I don't know. Because I don't know if I want to pay his price tag. Second, third, third, and third across the four sites. Minnesota is ninth against running backs in, in DVOA. 11th against running backs in the passing game. Um, DVP, they are 14th best in points allowed to the running back position at 20 points and 23.7. If you're going to use Alvin Kamara, here's your excuse or your reasoning behind it. Because he's a better running back than Aaron Jones. And if they're fully committed to it, Kamara could break him. That's kind of the excuse that you have to look at or you have to use. Don't look at David Montgomery last week. Don't. They put in a lot of backups last week. That's why if you look at the seasonal, you see a big jump back up. That's because of David Montgomery. That's because they had backups in there. So I'm not buying into it too much. The guy that I am going to buy into pretty much 100% across the board, if not 100%, uh, Michael Thomas. He is going to be facing our favorite whipping boy, who is 21st in DVOA against wide receiver ones. That is Michael Thomas facing Xavier Rhodes. 31 points on FanDuel, 39.8 on DraftKings. Good for 22nd in points allowed to the wide receiver position. That's going to be a hell of a lot of Michael Thomas. Ted Ginn's getting kind of a break. Well, I don't know if it is really a break. Ted Ginn would have been facing Trey Waynes. Trey Waynes is injured. So Mike Hughes is in there. It's a good matchup for him. The best matchup out of all the secondary and tertiary wide receivers for the New Orleans Saints is Traquan Smith again. And Breeze has been getting him for at least one last couple of weeks. So definitely somebody to consider. 24th against wide receiver plus in DVOA. I think if you're going, uh, if you're going a full Saints stack, I think you'd go Breeze, Thomas, and Traquan. I'm not touching Jared Cook. I'm not touching Josh Hill. They may get a cheap touchdown. I don't know. They could also just split. Minnesota is number one against the tight end in DVOA. They're second in DVP. 7.7 and 10.6, respectively, between FanDuel and DraftKings. Do I think you can use their defense? Meh. Maybe. Maybe. I don't hate it. I don't hate the idea. But Minnesota is only allowing a, you know six fewest points against the uh, opponent's defense at 6.38. So I may pass there. Last but certainly not least, we have the Seattle Seahawks at Philadelphia Eagles. It's a 440 Eastern start time. Opened as, as Philly is a one-point favorite. 
45 and a half over under. The over under has not changed, but we now have Seattle as the favorite at a point and a half. And I don't think that's wrong. It's a late game. Seattle traveling from east to west, or <laughs> east to west, west to east. I don't think that really matters. I'm not going to worry about it in playoff times. It's a late enough game. They'll get in, you know, Saturday. So I'm not too worried about it. Looking at the quarterback for Seattle, Russell Wilson, facing the 16th rated pass defense, according to DVOA on Football Outsiders. 14th in points allowed to the opposing quarterback, 17 and 18.5 on FanDuel and DraftKings, respectively. He did good last week. I Somebody had asked me about it for the showdown slate. I even had him in the write-up. I said he could because a lot there was going to be a lot of pressure on him to try and win that game. It came down to the wire. Whether or not you believe it was P.I. or not, it doesn't matter. They were close. But uh, I think he's definitely in play. Um I think he's going to have a lot higher ownership than what we'd really want. Um, I know generally we don't worry about ownership at quarterback position, but we're talking about a four-game slate here. So um, it's going to be kind of roughly who you believe is going to score the most amount of points. That's what I want you guys to kind of focus on. Even if a, even if a quarterback is not in my write-up because I have to pick, you know, my guys. If you don't like them, you can pick whoever the fuck you want, but you have to understand that you are trying to score either either score the most amount of points or get a guy off kind of the beaten path that could come close to outscoring or matching those quarterbacks. Everything's going to be fairly close, but just be sure you're picking to the guys that are the high upside. Running back, we did see Marshawn. First game, Marshawn Lynch, you know, comes in 40-some-odd yards and a touchdown, right? So what are we going to do here? Now, it is tough to run against the Eagles, but uh, Seattle's going to try and do it. So I think Lynch and Homer are kind of in play. They're not my favorites. I mean, Eagles are fourth. DVOA against the run, 10th against running backs in the passing game. They also allow the 7th fewest amount of points to the running backs at 17.8 and 21.1. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to take pretty much, when you go against the Philadelphia Eagles, you're looking for a running back that they're fully committed to. Saquon Barkley, uh, Zeke Elliott, guys like that, even you know Dalvin Cook way back before he got hurt. Um, those are the guys that you kind of wanted to look at. Now, you can make the argument that to use Russell Wilson because his three wide his three main wide receivers all have fantastic matchup. Um, if we go through the DVOAs, wide receiver one DVOA of sixteen, that's going to line up with Tyler Lockett out of the slot. He's facing Avante Maddox, who just went questionable today. So he could be in line for a bigger advantage. The guy that I'm really looking at is DK Metcalf right now. He's the wide receiver two facing the 20th in DVOA. 
Uh, Rasul Douglas would be the guy that would be covering him um, because we do have Jalen Mills questionable right now, like highly questionable on whether or not he's going to play. So uh, Jalen Mills comes in. It's a little bit of a worse matchup. It kind of would put me more on Lockett, but uh, we'll have to see what's going on there. David Moore would face uh, Sidney Jones, 17th against wide receiver plus in DVOA. So those are the three main guys. You have Malik Turner is questionable. Jerron Brown just went to doubtful uh, today. So don't expect him to play. <clears throat> but, I mean, the Eagles give up a lot of points to the wide receiver position. They're 30th in DVP, so third worst. Uh, 33.2 or 30, I'm sorry, 33.3 on FanDuel, 41.3 on DK. The way to beat the Philadelphia Eagles is through the air. That's why you can consider, and that's why a lot of people are going to consider Russell Wilson um, as kind of the pivot off of Drew Brees. Which makes me like Josh Allen even more on a four-game slate. So uh, Jacob Hollister has been the main target for the tight end position. Luke Wilson is questionable. Who gives a fuck? Um, But Philly's been pretty decent against uh, tight ends, 12th in DVOA, uh, six-fewest amount of points to the tight end position at 7.7 and 9.8. So um, I think I'm going to fade Hollister in this spot. Um, he's actually not too bad. He's not too badly priced. He's fifth, fourth, fourth, and fourth across the board, but I think I'd rather go elsewhere. I think I'm just going to end up taking the chalk probably with a doubt, like a guy like, uh, Dallas Goddard for the Eagles. Um, I do believe Carson Wentz is in play on the other side. Uh, his price is meh. It's not too bad. Third, fifth, sixth, and fifth. So you'd fade on FanDuel. You'd be looking at the other three sites. DK is the best price uh, available. Um, Facing the 15th in DVOA pass defense, uh, 15th in points allowed to the quarterback position at 17.5 and 19 on FanDuel and DraftKings. Uh, We right now... um, Don't mind him. It's not my favorite. Um, running back, we Miles Sanders is questionable. They haven't really said. I, I, I've heard one way or the other, um, you know, both sides, that he's going to play and he's not going to play. So you're going to have to pay attention here. I like him. if I like Miles Sanders if he does play. Best price is on Yahoo. Um, he's fourth on every site except on Yahoo. He's fifth. Highest price running back at $19. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are 26 in DVOA to the running back on the ground, uh, 12th against running backs through the air, allowing 20th in points allowed to the running back position, 22.5 and 25.9 um, on the two site, two major sites. Boston Scott has been priced way the fuck up. Sanders Sanders on the four, like I said, four, five, four, and four. Here's Boston Scott, six, 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 the devil's number, and seventh on fantasy draft. So um, they did bring in Elijah Holyfield this week. So make a note of that. That's kind of what's been tipping me off that maybe he won't play 
We still have Jordan Howard there, but the problem is, is they did not utilize Howard last week. I don't know if that's because they wanted to save him for this week or what. But I mean, if you wanted to pay down, if you nobody's going to use Jordan Howard, nobody, unless they just come out and flat out say, "Yep, oh, yep, he's playing, he's taking all the reps," and then Boston Scott's going to be a third down back. But you know, Jordan Howard, thirteen, fourteen, twelve, and thirteen—that's a ballsy, ballsy nuts play right now to use him. Might be something that I might focus on more in the two game. I don't know if I'm going to focus on it on the four game. Uh, wide receivers, uh, you still have Nelson Aguilar questionable. I don't know if he's ever fucking coming back. So your top three receivers are going to be Arthega Whiteside, Greg Ward, and Robert Davis. Arthega Whiteside is going to be facing uh, Shaquille Griffin. He's 12th in DVOA against wide receiver ones. That's a guy that I'm not going to deal with. Okay, Greg Ward, maybe. Be in the slot. Wide, considered the wide receiver two, ninth in DVOA, facing Ugo Amade. Ugo Amade. According to the wide receiver cornerback matchups, uh, Greg Ward actually has the best matchup uh, on the board. And then you have Robert Davis and Deontay Burnett, who should be actually trading off a little bit, uh, facing Trey Flowers, 10th in DVOA against wide receiver plus. As a total... The Seattle Seahawks are allowing the 15th or 15th in points allowed to the wide receiver uh, position. 28th or 28 on FanDuel, 35.8 on DK. So uh, there is some chances in there, but I would probably just take, you know, a pot shot here and there. Uh, Zach Ertz still hasn't been cleared as of this podcast. Um, so he's highly questionable. He's the number one price tight end. Dallas Goddard is the number two highest price tight end, which makes sense. You might as well because they just were at least proactive on that one. Goddard, you're going to have to pay up for. 17th against the tight end DVOA, 30th. 30th in points allowed to the tight end position at 12.2 on FanDuel, 15.7 on DK. Also, just understand that Josh Perkins is involved. And a lot of people won't find him because they think he's a fucking wide receiver, but he's actually a tight end. Tight end. Dumbasses. Stupid, stupid people. They are stupid, stupid people. Yeah, it's really funny that people don't understand that that Perkins is actually a tight end. Where is he? Yeah, tight end right there. Right there. People are dumb. People are dumb. Now, you could ma- you can make a case for the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Um Seattle is against Seattle. Uh, defenses are 20th in DVP at 9.9 points um, allowed. Two opposing defenses are the Seattle Seahawks. So uh, you're actually getting a pretty decent price on them. Across the board, 6th, 5th, 4th, and 7th. So that's our quick early run through. I wanted to make sure I got a podcast out for it. Um, like I said, we'll still have two more. We'll get more, a little bit more in depth on who I want to use uh, tomorrow, and we'll do our first run, kind of insert players that we like, and then we'll get going and kind of compare it. And then on Friday we'll have the final breakdown. So again, happy New Year! Um, 
yes, it is true that uh, uh, my girlfriend and I did break up uh, because of uh, fantasy football primarily. Um, <laughs> it's kind of weird. I, I told her, I said, you know, it's completely my fault and I'm doing it because of a nerd thing. But um, I also told her that I have spent the better portion of three years committed to putting this project together, you know, and getting the podcast started, going to the NFL drafts and stuff. And um, I told her that I'm more committed to these people that have have trusted me for this time frame, four seasons, um, and I... I'm not giving up on it. No matter, no matter if everybody, you know, some of the uh, paid touts or whatever the hell they want to call themselves, you know, I know they laugh. At, I know they laugh at it. I know they laugh at the podcast when I put it up on there. You know, they don't check it out, but they just laugh at it and just go, "Okay, well, <laughs> well the meme guy's kind of doing it," but. It, I've told my daughters this in the past and I continue to, and I continue to tell them is if you believe in something, if you really want something, if you want to do something, you know, legally, um, do it. And who gives a shit what the fuck anybody else thinks? If I quit this podcast, if I quit, Putting the articles together, you know, whether it's seasonal, whether it's uh, off season, the spreadsheet, uh, any type of charts that we're going to be uh, that I'm going to be putting out here, you know, the new draft guide, all that type of shit. If I quit that now, it sends a shitty message to my kids. It means that you can quit at any time. And if you're passionate about something, if you want to do something. Just go out and fucking do it. Don't listen to anybody. Do your own fucking thing. Who gives a shit? Yeah, it's going to break some hearts along the way. Sure. But fuck it. It's all worth it in the end. Any which way, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, let's get, to, let's get it this weekend. Let's fucking get it. And we'll uh, own the playoffs this year. Have a good one, guys.